Good morning, St Saviours. The reading today is from Deuteronomy, chapter 31, verses 1 to 8. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old. I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross ahead of you, as the Lord said, and the Lord will do to them what he did to Zion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you, and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with the pe this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This is the word of the Lord. And good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm Jess, and I'm one of the church wardens here at St. Saviour's. Thank you for joining us um, on what will probably be one of many Vision Sundays that we'll be holding um, over the coming weeks and months as we start to think about who we are as a church and discerning what God might be calling us into for the next few years. Yesterday, the PCC and the extended staff team met together here in this room with Jonathan Rust, who's the Area Director of Mission, to begin the creation of our Mission Action Plan. And this is a document that sets out our mission and vision as a church for the next three to five years. And over the next coming weeks and months, you can expect to hear more from us. We'll be talking to you a lot more about the detail of that and what that's actually going to mean in practice. Um, and we'll be having lots more conversations. Uh, and Alan was supposed to be here preaching, as Sophie said, um, and he can't unfortunately hear, but I do have his notes. Uh, so please bear with me as we discover them together. <laughs> and I'm sure it will be wonderful. <laughs> May not be as polished as I would normally like, but there we go. Let's start by praying. Father God, this is your church and we are your people. We want to depend solely on you, Lord, not just today, but always. We want to seek your face and join in with the things that you are already doing. Would you lead and guide us this morning? In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's have a bit of a backstory, find out where we're beginning this passage. So following the escape from slavery, from Egypt, um, in the book of Exodus, Moses has been leading the Israelites through the wilderness for 40 years. And in case any of you felt like you were getting a bit old, 
or that you were too old to start learning something new. I don't want to hear any comments about old dogs and new tricks because Moses was 80 when he heard from God in the burning bush and at this point he's 120. So there's no excuses. It's never too late to start something new. Never too late to hear what God's calling you to and step into it. Um, and at this point Moses is speaking to the Israelites and he, he knows that they are on the brink of the promised land and he also knows that he will not be going there with them. So he's passing the baton on to Joshua. And this passage is so relevant to where we find ourselves as a local and a national church at this moment in time. Israel were coming out of years of exile out in the wilderness and uh, they're arriving here at one of those hinge points in life a moment that is going to change their lives as a community forever and it's not just going to affect their lives it's going to affect the generations of their children and their children's come to children to come they do not have the option to stand still and they definitely can't go back they wouldn't want to but the way forward isn't going to be easy either so we can see ourselves in this story can't we we too are like exiles who have emerged from our own wilderness experiences perhaps the last few years have felt like a really dry and barren place for you i know they definitely have for me at times for us as a church we managed to combine a worldwide pandemic with an interregnum so that was good and <laughs> and made a very interesting time and uh, we dealt with many uncertainties and difficulties in that time and what we've been through has shaped us and as we emerge we need to take stock and consider these things as well as think about the new vision in the coming months and years yesterday we were asked a really interesting question by jonathan rust we were given the following statement and asked to complete it if all my prayers were answered in five years time this parish would dot 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 if all my prayers were answered in five years time this parish would I wonder how you would answer that question. We had as many different answers as there were people in the room, um, but it is a great question. And we can reflect on that as we look at today's passage and hold on to those things. Um, we're gonna consider three important learnings from this scripture, which talks about the past, the future, and his presence. So we'll start by celebrating the past. And in verse four, it says, and the Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. God has been faithful in Israel's journey. Despite the repeated incidences of them getting it wrong, and there were a lot of them, he has still been faithful. He's fed them protected them and he's forgiven them time and time again at st saviors over the past 12 months we too have seen god's faithfulness haven't we and uh, just some of those things include 
new staff bringing needed gifts and wisdom to the team, relocating the church offices into the vestry, restoring the glebe back into a home, Sophie and Simon coming to join us, an online and in-person alpha course, new people coming and choosing to make St. Saviour's their church, new volunteers joining teams, the completion of the brilliant building down at the field at the back to host our children's work. Children and young people meeting together on site again. It's only been six months. It's easy to think it's, you know, we've got back in the swing of it, but you know, it's only been six months. Um, leading a range of school activities such as assemblies, retreats, and well-being courses in local schools, men and women's ministries providing opportunities for fellowship and faith, especially for new attendees. The food bank has, has gone back to flourishing and more in the community. It's a hub for outside agencies. It's got CAB, it's got debt help, housing advice, even NHS pop-up vaccination clinics. We've been hosting community lunches again. We've been offering fuel support payments, space for friendship and stay and play opportunities part, as part of the feed bank. That is an awful lot considering things have only recently been getting back to what we might think as normality. In positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. So it seems that science is finally catching up with scripture because God has been telling us for thousands of years to be thankful and to be grateful and to express our gratitude regularly. And uh, remembering God's faithfulness doesn't just increase our happiness, it grows our faith. Sometimes our faith can feel quite fragile. I don't know if you feel like that, I definitely do. Almost like it's there but it runs out quickly um, or it depends on the way the wind's blowing sometimes, if you're me. Um, and maybe this morning you could do with bolstering your faith a bit. Um, perhaps you need to be reminded of God's faithfulness in your own lives, in the lives of those that you love and for us collectively. We raise our faith by looking into the past and celebrating what God has already done. Our second learning from the passage is to take possession of the future. And verse 1 says, He will destroy these nations before you and you will take possession of their land. For Israel, there would be many battles ahead. The promised land was not laying empty with a welcome home sign above it. They had to go and take possession of it, and it wasn't going to be easy. But God is clear in this verse when he says, and you will take possession of their land. God is going to make a way. How are we going to claim this community for Jesus? I was really struck yesterday by something one of our PCC members said. He said that his prayers for this community would be answered if in five years time, people praised the name of Jesus rather than using it as an expletive. That was so prominent and really stayed with me actually. We don't expect taking ground to be easy. 
we will almost certainly hit some setbacks. We will hit bumps in the road. We will definitely make mistakes. But we need to press on to the destination that God is leading us to. God has placed you and me here in this church, in this moment, to make a difference, to love one another and to love him, to see lives transformed in the love and power of Jesus. What part can you play in the future of St. Saviour's? You may be familiar with the term salt and light for Jesus, where we stand out like a light or where we enhance what God is doing like salt. What unique skills, talents, and characteristics has God gifted you with that could make a difference to this community, both within the church and around? We would love to explore that with you, so please talk to one of us if you feel that uh, God is speaking to you about something specific. I'm sure there'll be lots of other opportunities in the future as well where we'll introduce uh, areas of service that people might not know about but want to get involved in. And just as an aside, if you're very strong and you're free on a Monday or a Thursday, the food bank is always looking for heavy lifters. <laughs> is that right, Donna? <laughs> Lastly, the passage reminds us that we don't face the future alone because God has given us his presence. Verse 8 says, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Why does God say this to Joshua through Moses? Because the path God was taking him on was going to be tough. And he wanted to be upfront about it. And he wanted to manage their expectations. The Bible is clear. There will be trouble. There will be times where it's going to be tough and it's going to be painful. But God says, I am with you. Now Moses understood this in Exodus 33:15. He says to God, do not lead me to these people unless your presence goes with me. Moses knew that he alone couldn't do these things. But he also knew that nothing is impossible for God and that with his presence, anything is possible. In the Gospels, Jesus repeated and reflected these verses or these, these sentiments often, including when he commissioned the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, where it says, Therefore, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Everything we do comes from an overflow of our relationship with Jesus and meeting with him and spending time in his presence. I wonder what it would look like for St. Saviour's to be the kind of church that Jesus wants us to be. Can I invite uh, the band to come up? Let's just take a moment now uh, to ask God to speak to us and to allow him to 
to minister to our hearts in one or more of these areas. Uh, you might want to close your eyes, you might want to open your hands, whatever feels natural for you. But let's pray. Lord Jesus, would you help us to celebrate the past? Would you help us to remember your faithfulness to us? Would you remind us of those times when we have known your goodness, your blessing, your faithfulness, and your kindness to us? Increase our faith, Lord, as we remember these things and build our trust and confidence in you. Lord Jesus, we want to take possession of the future and step out in faith to be your hands and your feet. Spirit, would you plant in our heart and mind new aspirations for the future, new ways that you can be part of the vision of this church, new ways to use our gifts. Lord, make us strong and courageous to listen to your leading and step boldly into the future. And Lord, would you teach us to seek your presence? Help us to prioritize our relationship with you and know you're with us, whatever we are facing and wherever we go. Jesus, would you give us a fresh outpouring of your presence? Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. We receive you into our hearts today. In Jesus' name.